0: Welcome to The Reaching In Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor David. The Reaching In Podcast is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Newport News, which focuses on your spiritual growth with an emphasis on sincere devotion, lifelong discipleship, and authentic discussion. Welcome to another installment of The Reaching In Podcast.
1: Oh, ho, ho.
0: Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yes, Thanksgiving is this week. Thanksgiving is this week. You're right, you're absolutely right. So we hope your turkey is defrosting. <laughs> we hope that you're getting all your pie crusts together. And we're so glad that you're with us for part four, the last episode in the holiday prep series. Folks, we hope that you've enjoyed it. Over the last three episodes, we've discussed the preparations for the individual for interacting with others, for overcoming the commercialization of the holidays. And today, we want to discuss the topic of giving and its significance to the believer, especially during the holidays. But before we go into it, Anita, take it away.
1: So I was looking up some things um, about giving, and I found this article from oneextraordinarymarriage.com from a few years back but right. they have three wild facts about gift giving that would surprise you didn't really surprise me but it said that thoughtful gifts don't necessarily lead to greater appreciation okay the reason being that it's more about the thoughtfulness comes from the giver's end so okay. it means more to the giver than it would to the receiver okay um, which I understand the point but I can see it differently as well that If I receive something and I can tell the amount of time that someone put into it, and and the thought that they put into it, I personally, I do appreciate it. Um, The other thing they said is people are more appreciative when they receive a gift they have explicitly requested. Which I'm like, okay, duh. (laughs) If that's what I really wanted then. Sure. Then they said spending more money on a gift doesn't necessarily translate into greater appreciation, which
0: I would definitely agree. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that, too. Uh, but then I had the idea of looking up some of the top gifts for 2020 for husbands. I wanted to oh, give your boy. opinion.
0: This this is this is, uh, is going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. What you got? All right, Let's see. You said top ten gifts for uh, not costumes. top
1: ten. It's just the top ones for 2020. Gotcha. So this number one is a 100 movies scratch off poster. What? It's their bestseller on un- uncommon goods. I'm, we're not promoting these things, by the way. I'm just citing right now. But yeah, it's it's a movie scratch off poster.
0: That's lame what's the next one <laughs>
1: well, that's what they're saying to get for your husband Lane. uh another one is a back shoulder and neck massager
0: okay all right which i got
1: you one of those when you're
0: for christmas all right I, I don't I mean, guys, you using that for all the fellas that are listening you know let your ladies listen to the episode and kind of give them a little like wink wink let them know that you want the shoulder back and neck massager okay. what's the next one
1: yeah, some of these, I'm, I'm not so sure. They do have class subscriptions.
0: Class subscriptions.
1: So a master class. You okay. can cook with Gordon Ramsay.
0: Gordon Ramsay's—he, I mean, he, his mouth can use some cleaning up, but <laughs> the man knows how to cook, okay? You yeah. can't knock him for that. He, he has culinary skills. Just a potty mouth.
1: Let's try one more. A make-your-own-hot-sauce kit
0: is what are Now you're we're talking. Now we're talking. This, you would want that. Make your own hot sauce. I'd at least try it. I know you'd
1: try it, but you'd want that for a Christmas. Gift? I mean,
0: look, I'm thinking whatever sauce comes out of it is going to be fire. Well, pun intended. Oh, Gosh.
1: oh pun lame. pun
0: intended. Yes, yes that's right. Yes, I said it.
1: Yes, we heard. We heard. Fire hot sauce. Our, our ears are burning now oh. because of that.
0: Well, those are just some gift ideas as of course, as we said previously, we're going to be talking about giving and how it pertains to the believer, especially during the holidays. Now, before you start thinking, Oh, great. We're going to start talking about money and tithing and all that other stuff. Hold on to your purse. We're not, we're not trying to get into your wallet or anything. Uh, we want to talk about the fact that first of all, your money is not yours. It's God's money. Okay. He gives you the strength and the energy to earn it. So it really isn't yours, but I digress. If you've attended or watched CCNN, Calvary Chapel Newport News, for a significant amount of time, you would have probably heard our senior pastor, Tony Clark, say these words, we are most like God when we give and when we forgive. We are most like God when we give and when we forgive. Now while this saying isn't necessarily taken right from scripture verbatim, I believe that the sentiment and the principle here is supported and not in opposition to the scriptures. You know, 2020, this year, has been quite a doozy in many ways. And and while I am being kind of lighthearted about it, in reality, we've been saying it over and over again. We know it's been seriously difficult for many people, especially those that are first responders, especially those that have lost people during this pandemic. And some of you may be wondering, well, what's coming next? Is it the vaccine? Is it this? Is it that? We're wondering what good can we anticipate or what bad can I dread might happen next? But for the Christian, we already know the ultimate good that is coming, and we already know the ultimate bad that is coming as well. So we already have the news reports, so to speak, from the scriptures themselves. So instead of waiting for the other shoe to drop, so to speak, we can actually go as we're commanded to in scripture and give others out of the abundance that we have. Maybe you don't consider yourself to be rich. Maybe you don't consider yourself where you are right now listening to be rich. But if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are rich. By the end of this episode, you're going to realize that you are, we pray. Now let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Here, Luke, the author writes the words of Paul and it says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Nita, do you do you really believe that, that it's more blessed to give than to receive?
1: Well, I would like to be a good Christian, so I'm not going to oppose Jesus. I mean, <laughs> hey,
0: we being real here. We give authentic <laughs> discussions here at the Reaching In Podcast. No, but in all,
1: in all seriousness, I do think that it is better because that's when you are reflecting jesus christ that's when you're reflecting god is when you give Mm -hmm. now what should we give though
0: well i mean according to what you said in the in the icebreaker we can give movie scratch off posters and (laughs) hot sauce kits but i mean really we, we say this in the church circles time talent and treasure um that's kind of a sweet and short and sweet way of saying your time your efforts your talents and abilities or treasure meaning your money or your resources
1: so are you saying that god can be pleased with my giving even if i don't necessarily have money to give but i give of my time i volunteer at church i volunteer in my community Mm -hmm. is god pleased with that even if i
0: can't afford to always give Oh, absolutely! God is not. While God sees and knows everything, God is not just a holy accountant that's just keeping track of dollars and cents. He all he's looking at our hearts. You know, you think about the woman who gave the the few little bits of coins that she mm-hmm. had left. Um, she gave it with her whole entire heart, whereas others who were rich would give out of their out Abundance. of what they had in abundance, but they wouldn't give to the same proportion. She was giving out of her heart. They were giving out of their abundance. And so uh, God is there. He's not just keeping track of the accounts. He's keeping track of our hearts and, and the kind of attitude that we have about giving. Now, some of you may be saying, well, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Well, how much more? Look, you can try to quantify how much more, is it a little bit more? All we need to know is that the scriptures declare that it is greater in magnitude to give than to receive. And that's just a truth that we have to settle in our hearts, you know? I can remember back uh, when it was, I think it was either our first or second Christmas as a couple, I was still unemployed at the time and I didn't have money and Christmas was coming up. Plus it was uh, our anniversary, Christmas, and then Anita's birthday comes up not too much longer after that. So I call it the gauntlet, folks. If I can make (laughs) it through those three, special days, if I can have gifts for all those things, then I feel like I've been a good husband. And so the time was coming and I didn't didn't have the finances. And as a man, not being able to provide, it's just it's shameful. There's a great deal of shame because I can't do what I would love to do, you know? And so there was some money left over from our wedding, some wedding gifts that we hadn't spent because, of course, without a job, we were very tight. And so I hadn't spent some things and we were penny pinching and I had some money. That was given to me, and it was. I had some plans for it. I was going to get something for myself. But when I knew the time was coming, I changed and I bought my wife Christmas gifts and anniversary gifts. So sweet. (laughs) I was glad and actually overjoyed to see her open them because it made the sacrifice worthwhile and it was so much better than anything I could have purchased for myself. And so I, I enjoyed that a great deal. And so I just share that with you all so that you understand that there are times when it would seem like, man, it would feel so much better to get something. But in that regard, I felt even more relieved and overjoyed that I could bless somebody else and not just bless myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I remember a time I got um, probably almost the same time or within that time period of when you didn't have a job and money was tight for us. And I remember one year I got like a $50 gift card from one of my students. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. Um, I think it was like my third year teaching or whatever. And I was like, wow, just really shocked that somebody would bless me like that. And I wanted you to have this, I wanted to get you a new chain. <laughs> so I, I went and I put the $50 towards getting you a new chain, a uh, new cross for for you. And I, w- I wanted to do it. I wanted you to have something. I didn't want us to, you know, I didn't want you to be without. Right. So I was I was happy to make that sacrifice instead of, once again, I could have bought myself something with it. It was right. a Macy's gift card. I could have, you know, <laughs> bought myself some clothes or something for the kitchen, but I wanted you to have
0: mm-hmm. the chain. And this perspective, this attitude of looking to serve or to give rather than to be to be the recipient, we see this in scripture. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, and Mark 10, verse 45, both record Jesus saying that he did not come to be served or to receive, but he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus himself, the one worthy, God in human flesh, worthy of all worship, honor, glory, thanks, tithes, offering, he's worthy of our very lives, gave his life for many. And so the question I would we would pose to you as the listener, are you looking for opportunities where you can give some of your time, some of your talent as, or some of your treasure to anyone, to, to at least someone out there? You know, Jesus himself looked to give his life to buy back sinful people that did nothing for him, but actually were in opposition to him. Are you looking to bless others or are you looking to be served this holiday season? And another question comes to mind, why is giving so hard for us to do as human beings? You know, why do you think so, Anita? Why is giving such a hard thing for us?
1: In our flesh, we we desire, we we want things and we mm-hmm. want it when we want it. And if we commit the sins of of being greedy, mm-hmm. then that's that adds to it. It's one thing just to, you know, be in your flesh and to have a desire to want this or that but then if you add on that you're greedy for gain you know that intensifies it that makes it worse
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so i think it's just fighting that natural fleshly desire at times to just accumulate and to actually prefer others and to look after them and their needs
0: or their wants even yeah on account of the sin nature within us we are selfish people We have, and a lot of times, it's not just because of the sin nature in and of itself, but also we've forgotten how blessed we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep thinking that we need to accumulate because we don't realize how much we already have. And we, we say this jokingly, but if you have clutter in your house, if you're listening and you have stuff all over your house, and you have bags of clothes, or you have things that you're trying to get, go to Goodwill or whatever, If you have an abundance of things, you are blessed no matter what you may think. Otherwise, you may be disorganized and you may need to organize your house a little bit better or your garage or what have you. But you're blessed if you have clutter, because to have an abundance of things is a blessing. If you have tags still on your clothes in your closet, if you have sneakers that you haven't worn or shoes that you haven't tried on this year, you are blessed. If you still have things in the shrink wrap from last Christmas or last holiday, you are blessed beyond measure. And re-gift that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people would go so far as to say, if you have indoor plumbing, you're better than like 80% of the wor- the known world. You know, we are so blessed here in America, but you know what? Ultimately, if you have your sins, have you- if your sins have been forgiven, if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, if you have certainty regarding your eternity, you are more wealthy than you realize. In 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9, we have here the words that Paul writes, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for my sake, he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Sometimes, Anita had brought this to mind uh, yesterday, sometimes we act like Ebenezer Scrooge Christians. You know, we're bitter, we're, we're angry, we're looking for things to go our way, but in reality, our riches in Christ Jesus, when we sit back and want, and realize that God is taking what was dark and has made it light, that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and now we've been made alive with him, and that he's given us precious promises, and that he's gone to prepare a place for us, and that we have eternity to look forward to. In reality, our wealth in Christ make make the riches that Jeff Bezos, CEO of amazon it would make him look like a beggar in comparison even though he's worth 181.4 billion dollars
1: wow
0: yeah but compared to what we have in christ compared to the certainty we have compared to the grace that we've been given and remember it's said in that verse for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ and over and over again we have to remind ourselves of grace the greatest gift that we've been given because it's the unearned unmerited kindness and favor of God shown to the undeserving. As it's been said in other ways, it's God's riches at the expense of Christ. And so, how rich are we? You know, we may not have the fanciest car, we may not have the the, the designer clothes, we may not have the filet mignon in the fridge, but we are rich. And because we are rich in real riches, we should be willing to give. Is that not so? Yes, absolutely. And so what about our attitude in giving, Anita? How should we give? You know, okay, so the Bible tells us it's better to give than to receive. And I want to follow Jesus, right? So I'm going to give. But is there a way that we are to give that God wants us to follow? In
1: 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, Paul is talking to the Corinthians and he says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver mm. so he gives us some direction here that if we only give a little bit right then we will reap a little bit, and I don't want anyone to think that that's like the sow a seed type <laughs> of prosperity teaching that's out there. That's not what I mean. But I think that that what Paul is saying is that to the to the measure that you give, that's how you will reap the benefits. That's how you'll even see and perceive the benefits. Is if you just do a little, then you're probably just going to receive and perceive a little. Right. But if you are just kind of generously giving of your talent you know you see that somebody needs helping and uh, you're good at painting and you go and you help them you know put a mural on their wall in their house or mm-hmm. you know you do have money to give to people when you see them out near target or whatever and they need money or whatever it is if you're just sowing these seeds everywhere you will see how it works out i believe is what He's communicating to them. Mm -hmm. And I think also God will take care of you for sure. He'll make sure that you are provided for, but I think it's in your time, talents, and treasure that as you continue to pour out, you'll see how its reach. You'll see where it goes basically. Um, But I also like in this passage how he says that each man should give what he has decided in his heart to -hmm. give. You know, that we all should know um i guess for lack of a better word we should know our limit you know where we've kind of crossed the point where we're no longer happy about the giving hmm. but we're just giving because out of guilt or out of obligation, uh, obligation. Mm-hmm. We're we're doing it um just for the wrong reasons but he also says not reluctantly not under compulsion that means you're not being forced to do it and the reason is because God is a cheerful giver. God does not do things because he's forced to do it. He doesn't do things reluctantly. And that really speaks to me and that encourages me. And um, I, I like knowing that about God, because I think sometimes we can think about other adults that maybe you think back to our childhood when we approached them, whether it was our parents, whether it was a teacher or whatever, and we asked for something and they were so annoyed you know whether it was because they were busy doing something else you know maybe they didn't mean to to come across that way but because maybe they were wrapped up in something and they just kind of gave it to you so you get out of their face whatever but god's not like that like god's happy to do it like i I looked it up in the the greek word that's used and it's our english word for it has its root for our english word hilarious like he's just laughing so joyfully to give and that's what Paul is telling the Corinthians. And I think that's what God wants us to do because it's a reflection on him. You know, if we, as you just mentioned, if we're blessed as much as you said, if we're really blessed to that degree, then we should be happy to give, you know, because we have so much. It's like, why not? Right. You know, I think about the clutter that I have. I'm so glad to get rid of it. <laughs> it's less for me to clean and if yes, if it can bless somebody else and be blessed, thank you Jesus. Amen. I'm taking it the goodwill and that's actually been a prayer that I've had is as I I go through my things, Lord, if this can be a blessing to someone else, please please bless them with it. If I'm holding on to this, I'm hoarding this and I don't really need it anymore, then Lord, give me that discernment that I know what to get rid of and what I What I do need to keep, maybe I do need to save it up for another purpose that I don't know yet, but just to give, just to sow those seeds of, of giving and to be able to see how it it's, um, growing in other areas and other people's lives and to do it joyfully, because that's what God does for
0: us. Amen. You know, you were talking about being a cheerful giver. And that's so important it's not just okay well let me just hurry up and do my christian duty oh okay let me just cut a check or let me just do this thing but being a cheerful giver you know you were talking about the attitude and not doing it begrudgingly and it just took me back to back in the day me and my brothers um there was it was in the era of the PlayStation one, I believe, we wanted this racing game called Gran Turismo. Most of you probably don't know this, but anyhow, the point of the matter was we wanted it so bad and my dad told me he didn't have money. Now I was the kind of kid, well, if you told me dad, you, you don't have money or you can't get it, I would stop. But Richard, my little brother, he would go in and negotiate and twist arms and he would go into the room and it wouldn't be, but maybe 10 minutes later, My dad would be putting on his clothes and getting his wallet together and gonna go swipe that credit card, and you could tell he didn't want to do it, but somehow Richard wore him down. And I never liked that because as a kid, I knew we had kind of twisted your, we basically wore you down. We basically aggravated you to the point where you said, "Okay, fine, just so I can get it out of, you know, get you out of my face." And and I love what you said that that God is not like that. When He gives, He gives because he loves us. He doesn't give because he, he wants to get us out of his way because we're nuisances. And, you know, so we can give out of a cheerful heart because we're secure in what we have. We're secure in our relationship with God. And one of the greatest verses, I love to quote it all the times is in Psalm 37, verse 25. And in this verse, we see the reason why we can give without being anxious or give without looking over our shoulder. It says, David was saying, I have been young, now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed or his descendants begging bread. And the principle here is that we can be those cheerful givers. We can be those generous givers of our time and of our talent and of our treasure because the sovereign Lord, the one who controls it all, the one who sustains us, is watching over us and our accounts and he's providing for us. So I can give because I don't have to worry because the provider that gave me the ability to give is going to give me what I need to go on the lord is going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory so because he's my supplier i can be a cheerful giver Mm -hmm. you know so many people are reluctant to give because you think well if i hold on to it you know i'll be able to protect and grow my grow whatever i have whatever money i have but you don't realize is that you're in disobeying god you're cutting off your line of supply Mm -hmm. when you withhold the talent that you could use when you withhold the time that you should be giving when you withhold the treasure you're cutting off your supply line. You're not really opening it up, you know, it, You know, and not to put too much stock in the investment world, but people will say if you don't invest, you can't earn any interest. You can't earn any dividends yeah. if you don't invest. And so we see that in the world. Yet it's funny in the church. Sometimes people, they hate to talk about giving. But if you don't sow, as you said, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If mm-hmm. you're not going to give, then don't complain that you're not reaping a harvest. Yeah. And, the, and that law of sowing and reaping is it's a, its a spiritual concept, but we also see it happen out here in the natural. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So um, definitely we want to see all the different aspects of it. What's our attitude about giving? You know, What's our security? What allows us to have the ability to give without the stress and the anxiety? Because right now, folks, we're about to enter into the real hubbub of the holidays. <laughs> We know right at, right after you finish eating your second plate, you got your dessert plate, you know what happens. Black Friday is coming. And even though it's 2020... Oh, it's already started. I know, it's already started. 2020,
1: so Black... it's already started. they have already <laughs> sent you the the circulars in the mail they've Mm -hmm. already got the advertisements on television it's popping up on your internet it's it's here
0: you have coupons in your email you have notifications from that store you went to once (laughs) i mean you are being inundated with offers and deals and don't wait you know don't wait act now i want you to be at peace we here at the reaching in podcast want you to have peace have peace and let the lord direct you on what you should do on what you should make on what you should give and as he moves yes. upon your heart we ask that you will obey him
1: and to do it cheerfully yes to remember that that's how he wants us to do it because that's how he does it and if we aren't able to it's not to always say that you shouldn't give like mm-hmm. i want to make that clear just because your attitude isn't right it's not to say that you shouldn't give because i'm not sure i'm not cheerful about it no, we should pray about that and and get with God and get in His Word and and let the Holy Spirit minister minister to us about that. But I do think that if you are in a situation where whether it's gift giving for Christmas and you just feel like oh I gotta buy for all these people, I gotta buy for all my cousins and their kids and all this <laughs> other stuff, I mean maybe maybe you need to think about that and maybe talk it over with. If you're married, talk it over with your spouse, mm-hmm. pray about it and, and make a decision as to whether that's really what you should do or if there's something else you should do
0: this year. Yeah. Because when we're talking about giving folks, and I, I don't want you to miss this, everything that we said about giving is really about worship. Because the, as we saw with the children of Israel, that whole sacrificial system, all of the offerings they were to make was so that they could maintain a right relationship with God. So when you think about giving, you think dollars, cents, you think tithes and offerings, but it's all worship. Mm -hmm. And when we worship God, we're giving God back a portion of what he's given us. When we give him the fruit of our lips, we're saying you who gave me breath in my lungs, I'm going to give you worship and praise. You who've given me the strength to earn this paycheck, I'm going to give this to you. And during this time, don't don't lose sight of the fact that this is still worship. Yes all of this is worship and so when you have a worshipful attitude about giving and receiving and celebrating you are prepared you are prepared for the holidays more than you know because you have the right perspective about the holidays Mm -hmm. and so we hope you've enjoyed the holiday prep series we pray that you will have a safe and joyous thanksgiving and christmas please be safe out in these streets and don't fight for that which fades away we don't want to see you on any videos pushing people over (laughs) trying to get a tv or anything like that we want you to be safe out there wear your mask do your social distancing yes Um,
1: take care of yourselves take care of others check in on others you know thinking back to our previous um episodes just make sure that people are doing well spiritually mentally emotionally um keep good communication be quick to listen slow to speak slow
0: to anger yep And use the technology for good. Look, technology gives us the ability to have those Zoom calls, to bring in all the family. Don't leave anybody out. Send them that text. Hit them up on that chat. Keep doing it. Keep pressing on. And and keep keep reaching reaching in. in.
1: Happy Thanksgiving!
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were engaged and encouraged. If you're hungry for more content, check out our ongoing Old and New Testament teachings available on our app or through our website, calvarynn.church, and follow us on social media. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the Reaching In podcast belong solely to those individuals themselves and do not necessarily reflect the views of Calvary Chapel, Newport News.